everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, JR Mom, joined as always by JR Dad. Hi. How's it going, JR Dad? It's going fine. I was surprised by your sudden beginning. <laughs> it was it's good. We just jumped right in. You jumped, and I'm following, scrambling to follow. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Rules Podcast. That means we have a cocktail of the week. Yeah. We're drinking the Bohemian Cooler this week. It's a good name. It's two ounces of rye, one ounce of St. Germain, which is elderflower liqueur, an ounce of lemon juice, two dashes of Angostura bitters. Shake that all up, pour it into a glass with some ice, top it with some ginger beer. It's tasty. It's very good. We haven't had a, a rye or a, really a non-rum drink. Well, we've had ginger. We haven't had a rye drink in a while. It's, yeah, it's, it's been it's a good, long time. It's a nice, it's a good reminder of that. It's very tasty. Yeah, I mean, most of what, we used to mostly drink whiskey. Yes, and then, although you really fell in love with rye. I like rye the best. Mm-hmm. I like it's kind of spicy. I kind of like whiskey more, but, but you know, I'll drink rye. It's just, it has a lot of the advantages of whiskey. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Where do you think of when you think of Bohemia? When you hear Bohemian, what does that I mean, invoke? I mean, it's a physical place in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, place, a, yeah. I think of Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Yeah, border country. Yeah. Oh, okay. Prague. Big forest. Yeah. Yeah. Bumerwald. Mm-hmm. Well, look at you with all the Europe, European flavor. I probably was German sometime in the last hundred years. <laughs> well, you know, you guys did sometime in the last hundred years. You did take over an awful lot of land. Everyone wanted to be our friend sometimes. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's how they all remember it. Well, they tend to go bad. These friendships. <laughs> anyway, that's the drink. I tried making some non-alcoholic cocktails before we had we made this cocktail because when I went to see my doctor, whenever it was last week or the week before, she's going through my history. She's like, okay, so you don't smoke, you don't use any drugs, not much of a drinker, light drinker, moderate drinker. And I'm like, yep. I'm like, I've definitely been drinking more during quarantine. And she's <laughs> like, we've all been drinking more during quarantine. This is why you have a good doctor. Uh, but I was like, and, and we're not drinking that much, but like the, the sort of guidance for, you know, moder- the borderline for heavy drinking. For men, it's like 12 drinks a week. Awesome. For women, it's like seven. Yeah, but it's like 7-Eleven Slurpee 12. No, that's the thing. It's not. It's not. So like this cocktail, it's got two ounces of rye and one ounce of St. Germain. So it's actually two drinks if you drink that drink. That counts as two. And when we split a bottle of champagne, like that counts as three. These are a lot of secrets. I know. But the... I think if we use bigger glasses, it's a smaller number. The thing is, you can't do that. I think... Hashtag science. I think a bottle of champagne should be one drink. <laughs> uh, so I've, I've kind of gone like... I mean, we oh. do, what, two podcasts a week. You drink two drinks a week during those podcasts. Sometimes. But uh, we'll... Uh, I mean, we don't have cocktails every night, but like we usually once a week we'll have a bottle of champagne. So that's half my allowance right there. And then, you know, so normally it works out fine, but I'm just like a little more aware because I think we had... For National Tequila Day, we had some margaritas. We had, we had two margaritas for National Tequila Day. That was like over the weekend. Maybe. I don't You don't remember because I think you had three. I might have had one of yours. <laughs> <laughs> one of yours that you didn't like. Well, uh, you made one with orange juice and you didn't like it. But I liked it fine. Yes. So there you go. One so you had for yours you. and mine. And then I made a good one. You just had one, really, actually. Except it's not just one, even though it fits in one glass, because it's got more than an ounce and a half of liquor in it. Yeah. It's like you know, two. I, I think 
spacing matters too. Like if you drink half a bottle of champagne over six hours, no, it's no. different. This isn't about getting drunk. It's about like long-term health effects of alcohol consumption. Don't don't go. Eh. <laughs> There's a lot of science on this. Uh, it like increases your risk for all kinds of bad things. Well, if you drink too much. Fair enough. We're okay. It's quarantine time. Uh, yeah. I asked your dad how many drinks he has a week, and he gave me a number. You're 40% of the way through that number today if you finish that bohemian cooler there. What, I've had one beer? You had two. You had that Baltimore blonde uh-huh. Guinness. And then the one... Oh, I guess... No, you haven't opened the other one. I'm like, nope. I'm going to make a cocktail. And so Dear Dad goes into the fridge and takes out a beer. And I'm like, Dear Dad, I'm going to make a cocktail. He's like, well, this is for before you the said we're going to split a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't know. Yeah, it's closed. It's a closed can. does not it count. Does, for, absolutely doesn't count. doesn't count against my limit. I time. do not keep track of how much you drink every week. I don't either. Uh, clearly. Yeah. I think your estimate is low, <laughs> even though I don't pay a lot of attention. Well, anyway, I'm paying a lot secrets. of attention to myself I'm not giving now. giving you all my secrets. <laughs> count them yourself. Uh, but my attempts at making non-alcoholic cocktails completely failed. Everything was bad. I, j- I dumped it out, dumped one out, dumped another one out, dumped another one out, and I was like, screw it. So... I'm, that's your drink. I'm only having a couple sips of that. It's good. Yeah, it is real tasty. Back to good. <clears throat> okay, so that's the cocktail of the week. I don't know why it's called Bohemian if it's not like absinthe or something. Whatever they drink, liquor they drink in. Oh, vodka. Probably vodka <laughs> in the Czech Republic. Where did we go where we were trying where absinthe? I think it was when we went to Prague. Probably. And... And I was like, we should bring back some absinthe. And Jared was terrified to bring back absinthe because he's like, it's illegal. Yeah. I will get wormwood. deported. It's totally not illegal. Worm root, wormwood. No, it's totally not. Worms. We, for some reason, we were on separate flights. I think you went for a work trip, and then I came. No, like, you were probably first class, and I was in the back. No, no, no. I came for a work trip too, uh-huh. uh, but not a not a fancy work trip like a. Your dad was going, and I was like, oh, there's a conference there at the same time. I'll send a paper. Yeah. Got the paper. We did meet up in Prague, yeah. So we met up in Prague. But, we, yeah, we were on separate flights leaving, and I hate absinthe, but you like it and stuff. But you were too scared to get a bottle. And so once you got on the plane, I went and got a bottle <laughs> and brought Didn't it back for you. Uh, yeah. That stuff is It's just very strong. It turns out it's not magical or, you know, has some secret Mm-mm. ingredient. It's just really strong stuff. It's gross, too. Anyway, uh, so there you go. Cocktail of the week. Let's see. Updates. I did the GR Mom relaxation podcast. Yeah, behind my back. I didn't even know what happened. You were rowing, I think. Oh, being loud. You were being quiet. I normally listen to all of our podcasts. Like when I get in the car, I'm going running. I'm like, what podcasts are there today? And I'm like, ooh, our podcast. I'm totally (laughs) going to listen to our podcast. I love listening to our podcast. We're funny. <laughs> I laugh at our podcast, and then I go, "Oh, that worked really well," or like, "Oh, that was boring. Let's not do that thing again." I do remember driving when I was we were driving cross country in the two jeeps a few times. I was listening to our podcast because I like it too. And then you'd call, and I'd be like, "Oh, uh, uh, what? now what?" Uh. You have to talk back. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I'm not automatically talking back. <laughs> anyway, I cannot listen to the GR Mom Relaxation podcast. I appreciate everyone who has given me the positive feedback on it, but. I am super self-conscious about it. I think like most people are about like watching themselves on TV or listening on the radio, but I'm normally not, uh, but I'm very self-conscious about that. So I don't think I'll be doing another one, but 
uh, it was a fun experiment. And I'm glad people liked it. Someone was like, I just laughed through the whole thing. And I was like, <laughs> that's completely understandable. And my deepest fear, I am never doing this again. It is the best way to get people to relax and lower their blood pressure, though, is just to amuse them. I guess. I guess. No yeah. one was like, you're stupid. No, nobody was thinking that. The people no. who were laughing weren't either. They were just so pleased to have, have you for five minutes straight. I think that's pretty good. Anyway, I'm embarrassed by it, but I'm glad people liked it. That's You're putting yourself out there. It's very nice of you. It, it was a little more of an extension I than normal. I think it's very nice of you. Noble. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that. Uh, let's see. Dog updates. Oh, no. We were going to introduce a new segment, which is, what did GR Dads grow up in the kitchen this week? Like, <laughs> I want to talk about mistakes I make in the kitchen. And I'm like, GR Dad, you've talked about this on like five podcasts. You've been like, well, I think you can substitute this thing for this thing, and it doesn't work. I'm like, you can't just keep telling that story. But I'm like, we can do a segment where you tell us what bad substitution or yeah, screw-up yeah. you made this week. So what is it this week? Like. things are a problem for me when they sound the same or they look the same Mm -hmm. and then i think they're the same so i've in coffee when i don't have um milk uh, or whatever for coffee i'll like try to i've tried to put in whipped cream because i'm like cream should work whipping cream and heavy cream are the same thing and that's in the little pour spout yeah but if you put whipped cream on coffee it doesn't like turn back into heavy cream it doesn't turn into milk whipped cream like from the can like ready whip yeah it does not why not? I mean, it's cream. <laughs> I've put Ready Whip on coffee, and I've thought, this is going to be delicious. And then it's like, you eat through the Ready Whip, and then the coffee's still black. You could you could stir Very that Ready Whip into the coffee. Like, yeah. smoosh it down in there and stir it I have it a suspicion that Ready Whip might not be the highest quality of dairy product mm, either. I think that's a fair suspicion. I think um, it's probably got some stabilizers it's in like it. like putting margarine in your coffee or something. People do that. Butter and coffee is a whole thing. I am not deliberately doing that, oh, though. It sounds disgusting. Margarine? Wait, what? Butter. Butter in coffee? Oh, it, there's a whole movement about this. Put a Whoa. pat of butter in your coffee. Get out. Maybe you should try it Shut tomorrow. that front door. People say it's like delish. Huh. Sounds gross. All right, you try it tomorrow, and we'll report butter back on the next podcast. in coffee. I Just mean, like a it's intriguing. Butter. Yeah. butter tastes good. Coffee tastes good. It's a dairy product. Yeah. I mean, it's literally just cream. I mean, you know, it'll either be under Ingo screw something up again this week, next week, or it'll be like, oh, a delicious discovery, butter and coffee. coffee. All right. Well, we'll report back next week. Just a little bit, I think, is the key to start with a little bit. Just a a little pat. Yeah. Like less less than you'd put on toast. Like a hotel pat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I am intrigued and... I mean, I will almost eat anything on, That's on true. a dare or otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, not completely, but close. <laughs> but pretty close. All right. Well. Interesting. Yeah. There's a plan. Uh, we do, by the way, have plenty of heavy cream slash whipping cream, unwhipped, in the fridge that you can use in your coffee. Okay. But I wouldn't use it with the butter. I think they're supposed to be different. It's dosage. Uh, okay. Dog updates. I have a random theory that I don't know that I believe, but that I shared with GR Dad this week. So I was listening to um, the My Favorite Murder mini-sode, and in the mini-sode, which is like a short one that comes out once a week, they just read people's stories. So people email them stories, and then they pick some and read them back. Some are really good stories. Yeah, they're really good. And so there was a story this week in there, which I promise will be relevant, uh, from this woman in Australia who said... 
her brother and his friends used to like be way into flashlights, which apparently is a thing, like super high-powered flashlights. And they had some that had like a strobe effect. And so they're out one night and they drive past a ghost, like a figure in a white gown. And the brother's driving and he's like, we, we got to go strobe that thing with our flashlights. So they turn around <laughs> to go back and on the way decide they're not going to strobe the ghost, which is good because it turns out to be this old lady in her nightgown with dementia who has wandered out of her house in the middle of the night. From her bed. From her bed. Like yeah. she's in her nightgown, Jeez. is totally lost, doesn't know where she is, doesn't know how she got there. Um, but she's brought her purse with her, like grabbed it on the way out. And this is a really common thing for people with dementia that they sort of wander away. So they go in her purse, they find her address, they bring her home. Her husband was still asleep. He didn't know that she had left. And so, you know, he was very grateful. And so I was listening to that and I was thinking about um, these stories I've heard of like nursing homes that take care of patients with dementia, how they'll, this is a real problem. A lot of them get like super agitated and they're like, I have to go, I have to get on the bus. I have to go to this place, you know, just for stuff that's totally not, it's not like oh, I need to get out of here and go do this. It's like, oh, you know, my daughter is graduating from high school. I need to go to her graduation. And, you know, the daughter's like 60 years old. Um, and they would, they'd get really agitated and try to leave. So they put basically a fake bus stop out in front of the nursing home so the patients, when they get really agitated, if they get out, they'll go sit at the bus stop and wait for the bus, but there's no bus that comes there. And then they kind of see that they're it's out there. Heartbreaking, yeah. Yeah, no, it's really sad. But it got, so I was, that story from the podcast sort of reminded me of that. And I was thinking about kind of people with dementia and how they have this agitation and wander. And I was like, we have a dementia patient who gets agitated and wanders in the middle of the night in St. Patrick. He, uh, he's, he's gotten better since he got here, but he still gets up and walks around in the middle of the night. Mm. Um, and sometimes really seems like he's trying to go somewhere. He doesn't gets super agitated, but you can tell, like, he's trying to get someplace. He's kind of wandering, yeah. And he doesn't Wander, need to go back out. Back and forth, back I mean, and he, forth. It doesn't, he's Mm-mm. kind of just, like, tiptoes his way through the dogs one way, then he turns around and goes the other way. Yeah, Sometimes multiple times. Yeah. And the the people who had him before us, like, they said this, too. They're, they knew he wandered. And he, I don't remember if we talked about this last week, but he, you know, he's pretty clearly got some old dog dementia. He's very happy, but he's not all there right? He doesn't connect in the same way. He's, you can tell that he just doesn't really know what's going on. Um, doesn't really upset him. Like he doesn't get, like some dogs get dementia and they get scared. They have panic attacks. I mean, most of our old dogs, Queso had that Jasmine, Schmieg, Swizz has had those sorts of times of like super high anxiety Mm. and like panting. Um, and I mean, Schmieg, Schmieg, Jasmine, Queso all had it where like they were shaking in fear and then a few hours pass and they're fine and like nothing happened right. to get them there it's, it's though there were thunder but but there exactly was yeah. yeah um and so you know he's i think he's quite a bit older than they think he was uh and so yeah so he doesn't have any of that thankfully but you know you can't connect to him like you can't even with you know like brody who's 10 he's totally there right and yeah knows what's completely aware of what's going on and Swizz pretty much is too like she's got a she's a little disconnected she's 15 that's fine yeah um but so anyway all of that comes together to this potential theory of how St. Patrick ended up in the situation that he was in which is you could imagine him say he's 
13 or 14. Oh, and he kind of runs out the door. He he will. Like when we open the front door, he's like, I'm going out. And he loved that in Maryland because he could just walk he down the ramp. Kind of sneaks out. Like he, he'll just walk in your, behind your knee or something. You don't notice him. I got another story about that I'm going to tell in a okay. bit. Um, but yeah, so he'll he's definitely used to just like the door opens and he goes outside. Um, so you can imagine him being like 13 living in sort of rural southwest virginia uh and getting out in the middle of the night right either the door is left open maybe he slept outside sometimes uh and he just wanders like he does and wanders away and he's totally deaf right like not like swizz deaf where she can sometimes hear stuff he can't hear anything you 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 can clap dogs bark he doesn't care Mm -mm. so he wanders off into the woods and just keeps wandering and his people keep looking for him but he can't hear them so the only way that you would be able to find him if he did that is if you literally like came upon him yeah and he would be confused but he's a little confused anyway and probably could just keep walking and then he's kind of out in the middle of nowhere Pick picture in of the rural woods Virginia. Or the fields, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, he's not going to catch himself anything to eat. And so kind of picks his spot and lays down and wanders around a little bit sometimes, but gets real oh. skinny because he doesn't have anything to eat, even if people are looking for him. Um, and he didn't have, like, super sophisticated care. You know, he wasn't chipped. He wasn't fixed. He had some issues, but he doesn't seem like he was super abused. Right. Um, or even neglected. Like, a lot of the dogs, you can tell they don't, know how to deal with human affection or whatever he doesn't seem to have any of those problems um so that's you know so my theory and again i don't know if i believe this but i think a a possibility could be that he actually had like a pretty good life with some people wandered away was out you know for a long time and he to get that skinny he was out there for a long time they maybe tried to find him couldn't find him stopped looking i mean there's a little hiccup in my scenario that they didn't find him when he got into the shelter and you know was listed as being in there i'd yeah. be looking every day who knows how far he went or someone found him by a road and then drove him 20 miles down the road to the next shelter i mean it's hard to, hard to picture you know it's not hard to imagine in a rural environment him getting really far away i guess i still if it were my dog would be looking at every place but sure you know uh this is a better scenario than someone dumped him in the woods, right? right. That's right. Uh, and and I guess is possible. So I mean, it's still sad, but it's but it's more accidental, you know, unfortunate sad than mean mean sad. Yes, and yeah, I mean, if he had been gone for six or nine months, which I think he totally could have been outside for oh. that long, um, you may go. He was so old. I mean, if Queso had gotten lost for six months, it's not like we'd be going like, oh, she's totally finds a place. You know, we'd no. go, there, how the hell would she last for that long? So, no. anyway, that's that's my random possible St. Patrick theory. Now, back to your dad's point about St. Patrick liking to go outside. So, he always tries to go out the front door. And occasionally, he's gone out the front door. And, of course, our house is elevated and and has made his way down the stairs, which is not a thing we want because his back legs really don't work very well. They're long stairs. <laughs> yeah, it's a long flight of stairs. Uh, his front legs work fine. And so the few times we've seen him come down, it's like, all right, well, maybe he's like 
you know, the front legs are controlling most of the down. And so maybe he's able to kind of hop his way down. Okay. He just kind of appears downstairs. I mean, that's... Yes. We yeah, we don't really... allow this to happen. No, no. He, it just kind of has happened in the middle of dogs. You know, he ends up outside also. So a couple days ago, he's like, I really want to go outside. I really want to go out the front door. And I was like, okay, like you can go out the front door. And he's not a fast moving dog. So I opened the front door and I'm like sliding on my flip flop so I can go carry him down the stairs, which is something that I will do for him. And I'm coming up behind him and he's like, nope, I'm going. (laughs) Just launches himself. Like imagine him rearing back and then just pew. Flings like a himself cartoon. down I the front stairs. A I mean, he tries to take. He gets really excited, so he tries to like jump down two steps He's instead like, of just one. I used to run downstairs. <laughs> so his like front feet land two steps down, and I'm like, oh fuck! And then his back legs, they just kind of swing out to the right, and they kind of <laughs> slides down three steps. They swing out to the left. I'm trying to like chase and catch up with him, and he's just like tumbling down these stairs. I'm like, he, his butt's gonna go over his head. And he's just going to crash down. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so he's just like skit, butt going all over the place, front legs all spread out, sliding. Bu- 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 legs, tail. <laughs> Gets to the bottom of the stairs. I mean, my heart was pounding so hard. I'm, it's a good thing I don't have a heart condition because I'm like, I've got to catch him. He's going to die. I've got to catch him. And I, you know, I can't, I'm like trying to run downstairs. I can't get ahead of him because he's falling down the stairs so fast. And so he gets down to the bottom. You know, he kind of splutes out. <laughs> splutes out. And then he gets up and he's like, that was awesome. Starts like walking off, sniffing in the grass like nothing happened. And I'm like, you almost died. Limbs everywhere. Oh, my God. He's crazy. I had to come back in. I was like, and go, oh, my God. I almost died. He, he just, just threw himself down the <laughs> threw stairs. Himself down it, it wasn't like he's trying to bunny hop and then right. oh, just kind of lost his balance and Joyful tumbled. Joyful chaos. No, this was an intentional flinging of his body onto the staircase. Parkour! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wee! Uh, so anyway, he was fine. I am not, I'm still not fine. Uh, but, but you came home the other day and he was bouncing around. He's jumping. I took him out. He was galloping. I didn't have my phone. I wish I had caught it. Like a full-on gallop across the yard. He gets extremely happy sometimes. He's and he's good. Just and we've got him on Dasaquin and, and, you know, we're trying to feed him good food. And yeah. hopefully it'll help his, his sore back and stuff. And he's going to be a little bit more limber. I mean, Kezo got more limber For sure. over time. Yep. She, was, she had a gallop mode it wasn't wasn't galloping but it was faster it this was a little he got a little more movement than a queso gallop just because queso was kind of chonky yeah and he's real he's real lanky yeah, yeah yeah um but it was in in the feel of a queso gallop <laughs> it was great if someone were analyzing footprints they'd be like there's something wrong with this dog <laughs> these none of these footprints are where they're supposed to fall where they're supposed to anyway he's a very happy boy he's doing good yeah uh i think they for Secretariat, who had a really weird gait, they said his hind legs move like a hand blender. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> uh, well, there you go. So that's St. Patrick. Everybody else is pretty much fine. Guac's training is coming along. Uh, he's yeah, doing, Guac's a smart boy. Doing better. Uh, so if you need a good trainer in the D.C. area, Michael Kelly at Old Town Pet Resort North Bethesda was our guy. Yeah, because you can't hire Jen. Sorry, no. Oh, I look. I needed his help so much, and it, I, you know, I was even texting him yesterday. Like it's 
it's good. We're not, we're definitely not there a hundred percent, but like we're, we're really, I'm seeing progress. I see potential for it to work. So that's good. He gets real tired after his sessions too. Now he's like sacked out under the table. <laughs> it's good. Uh, I think he likes me better too. Cause we're like doing all this really focused stuff together. I mean, he likes me a lot anyway, but he certainly uh, miss between that and the running with him. He certainly misses you when you leave. I mean, he stands by the door and he just kind of pines a little bit. Yeah, I mean, look, you can tell how tired he is because he's not squeaking anything. I know, he's, he's under the table, but yeah. asleep. Yeah. Uh, Swizz is doing fine. Her nosebleed stopped, and she hasn't had any problems for like then. two days without nosebleed. Yeah, her gums are still a little bit pale, and she started falling down. Have you noticed that? Like in the tile, sometimes her. The other day when she was trying to drink or something. Today it happened today in the kitchen. Oh yeah, the one time I would have been like someone swept the leg. It looked kind of like that. Someone clipped her, but she may not. No, I think she's just. She's on some relaxation drugs too. I mean, she's relaxing. It's okay. Yeah, and look, she's fifteen. She can do whatever she wants. She seems pretty happy. She does. That if that's the goal, then that's doing pretty well. Yeah, she's uh, she's better at meal time. We were eating today, and I was feeding her leaves of romaine. She yeah, was, she, she kind of makes a face, but she was eating him. <laughs> the other dogs would take him and spit him out. I was gonna say there was like a little <clears throat> garden of romaine lettuce around your, your around your chair after we left. Well, Swizz ate all of it eventually. Guac did not. Guac thought he was being tricked. Brody also did not. Sometimes he'll eat like he'll eat the broccoli and he'll stuff. He'll eat broccoli, yeah. He spit out the but lettuce. But he was like, "This is not food." No. I could this is some kind of paper. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> What's wrong with you people? I love food. This is not food. No, Hobson Vink doing good. Is that everybody? Yeah, that's everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, you have a German word of the week? Uh, let me look. All right, I'll do the conch life while you pick a... Yeah, yeah. So, let's see. Uh, there, There's a whole bunch of weird shit that's happened this week, like stabbings. There was a murder. A liveaboard shot another liveaboard, like at Boot Key, which is by Marathon. Yeah. They were having a dispute. Were uh, they shooting at each other? I I don't know. It was like one, one of, them of them died, though. One of them said the other one was trying to board his boat. Like to maybe like, he was going to set it on fire. He had some paranoid fantasies, so he was shooting at him with a rifle, and the other one started shooting back. I mean, it, was, it was a messy situation. Yeah. yeah, it's all that kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the good story that your dad shared today is that there was this dude from Destin, was it Dest- Deerfield Beach, yeah. which is up the east coast of Florida, and uh, he came down to Key West and wouldn't wear a mask, and so Key West requires you to wear a mask anytime you're out of your house. Like today I went for a run, the heat index was 132, according to my weather app, it was very hot. I wore a mask for the whole because you're in the city of Key West, too. The city of Key West requires yeah. it anytime you're outside. doesn't matter what you're doing. You have to wear a mask. Yep. So I did. Um, and it was okay. I mean, it's a lot easier to run without one, but whatever. Uh, so this guy's just on Duval Street, out for the night, doesn't have a mask on. So this officer comes up to him and gives him, hands him a disposable mask and says, look, the rule in Key West is you have to wear a mask when you're outside. Here you go. You can get fined if you don't wear it. So I'm not going to do anything this time, but... You know, here's a mask. If I see you again, I'm yep. going to write you a ticket. And later in the night, she sees him again. and He's uh, not wearing a mask. It's a hint. He's not wearing the mask. He's clearly drunk. Uh, it doesn't say that in the story, but he seems pretty drunk. And he's like, you can't make me wear a mask. I, you can't do that to me. I got rights. 
I got rights, <laughs> you know, trying to run away. The other cops are showing up, and they're like, I think he tried to punch her, and yeah. So anyway. He, he called her an effing bitch. He did. He did. He, he sure that, did. That classic line that's yep. just come into the press recently. Great, great job, dude. Yeah, not come into common usage recently. That's been commonly used for a long time. True. But coverage lately. He did call her that. halls of Congress. Yeah, and then uh, I think he pushed her, so he got arrested for resisting arrest and something else and the mask violation and the right mask start violation. with this i mean legitimate reason to stop him because yep. of the mask violation and then he resisted yeah everything else and normally they're, they're not going to take you to jail for not wearing a mask but he got taken to jail including for not wearing a mask but also for punching a cop yeah uh there was something in that article that said some deputy in monroe county i think had quit because he he didn't want to inform- code enforcement yeah Code enforcement dude. Code he's enforcement like, oh, this guy. It's really hard. Everyone always yells at us. Yeah. He's like, I didn't sign up to get yelled at by all these infectious little plague rats. I, I believe that's what he said. I think that is. He's, he's, I can't believe that was the quote. Yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting. Like, Miami has a the same rule that you have to have masks on anytime out, you're outside the house. And they have been extremely strictly enforcing it. So, like, if you're in the Costco parking lot and you take your mask off, like, while you're putting your cart back, they're handing out tickets. Um, you know, handing out tickets to people at gas stations. Uh, they're not aggressively enforcing this in Key West. Like, we were in there a couple days ago, and there, and even today when I was running, there are a lot of people without masks on. I mean, outside walking around, but still, like, yeah. the rule is you have to have it on. The locals all pretty much seem to have it on, right? I think it's the tourists who are wandering around without them. Um, my guess is that they're trying to enforce it like on Duval Street, which is where like the that's sort of the main kind of strip of bars. And I mean, the bars are closed, but whatever restaurants and the, the main kind of tourist street in Old Town Key West, that's it gets real crowded. That's really where you can't social distance. No, you're just not going. Yeah, you're not trying to. Right. Yeah. Uh, so my guess is that that's where they are. They're they're kind of on Duval walking up and down yeah. at night and not kind of everywhere in the and it's probably not a bad parallel enforcement to like people who are too drunk and kind of jerks anyway yeah like takes (laughs) prevent some fights i guess yeah i don't know so anyway good job key west uh please do more of that so we don't all get sick and i had a little story and then i can do a german please do you know patty heenich yeah of course patty heenich yeah she's a a chef from Mexico of European Jewish descent, and she is just like sunshine and antidepressant mixed together in human form. She's wonderful. She has a show on PBS. Yeah, she uh, makes great food. And, and she's based in D.C., works with the Mexican consulate. You I interviewed were, her on Kojo yeah, once. And yeah, and you came away thinking, you're like, she's the most lovely person <laughs> She's ever. really just fantastic. Worth yeah. a follow on uh, Twitter, for sure. Watch her show, she, Patty's Mexican is, Kitchen. This is from her Twitter, because I follow her on Twitter, and, and I, you know, I don't read everyone I follow, because I follow, like, so many people. Yeah. But she had some tweet. She has a puppy, and she's puppy training. Oh. And she said, yeah, guess who accidentally put the pee spray everywhere instead of the no pee spray? I knew it was a bad idea to buy pee spray as well as no pee spray. Oh, no. (laughs) Like the pet shop had encouraged her to buy both the pee here spray and the don't pee here spray. Oh, no, (laughs) Which seems like a disaster anyway. (laughs) It's such a funny concept that they're spraying everywhere. They don't want to be peed. And the puppy's like, oh, duh, this, this is triggering spot. me to spot. pee. Yes, this is the best. 
That is a dangerous thing. Oh, <laughs> be like, this is the spray that attracts ants, and here's the spray that kills the ants. So <laughs> don't mix those two up. They happen to both have the same color, you know, color scheme. Oh my god. The pea spray and the no pea spray. <laughs> she mixed them up. <laughs> so when I, uh, this is a real side note. Uh, I had an ant infestation in my house once. Were we together when I had like the everywhere ants i don't know if we were i don't know or if you just were hearkening back to it anytime there was a oh you would have known a a line of ants coming in right because it's i had yeah yeah, i was always like oh there can be no ants in here because i I had a full-on infestation once like i'd be sitting on the couch and then there'd be like 20 ants i don't think i knew then that's terrible yeah i think somehow they had gotten in i mean there's a lot of ants that are in the yard right yeah and they, I think they had somehow gotten in and made a nest in the basement somewhere. Very bad. And then could kind of crawl up through the floor. I mean, there were ants everywhere all the time. Um, and I, you know, I'm pretty proactive with like the bug spray. And, you are now. And everything. I always have been. I mean, I like ants don't freak me out, but I don't want any bugs in my house. Um, and and I got to the point where I had to call Orkin. Uh, I'll give you two side stories with this one. So I, <laughs> I call them to come out. Uh, so the first side story I was going to tell you is they come out, they take care of it. The ants are gone. And then there's like a, whatever, a monthly package for, they come, they spray everything again. Fine. Yeah. Uh, so at some point in the middle of that, after the main infestation was gone, I find a bunch of ants in my pantry. Okay. Ugh. So this is where like the cereal, all the stuff yeah. is the crawling all over the spices and stuff. So I call <sighs> Orkin and I'm like, guys, there's a ton of ants in my pantry. Like you said, if, you know, I get an infestation in between the things, you will come and package, treat right? it. Yeah. And, you know, so this is like a Wednesday and they're like, well, we can come on Monday. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with these ants in the meantime? Well, they're like, well, don't kill them because we have to put out baits. I'm like, you want me to just let these ants run rampant for five days in my pantry? That's what awful. the hell is wrong with you guys? So that's, that, that was that story. Oh. <laughs> it's like, there, here's the ant attracting pantry oh, yeah. and just wait don't do anything until we come with the ant don't, killing there'd stuff. be so many ants there's not gonna be fewer ants so the other side story is the guy who came and i don't remember if he did like the first big treatment to like find it or whatever if he had just come out to do like one of the monthly indoor outdoor treatments but anyway he's getting ready to leave and and I'm standing, we weren't together because I was definitely single yeah. at the time. And he starts lecturing me. Uh, so he's a, he's from Africa, right? He is an immigrant from Africa. And he's telling me about how in his home country in Africa, and I don't remember, I don't even know if he told me which one it was, that the second coming of Jesus Christ was actually there. Like Christ had come again and was this particular dude in his home country of Africa, showing me pictures of the guy and then like telling me about his teachings and how it was really important, like that the world knew that Christ had come again and was in this country in Africa. And then, I mean, after about 20 minutes of that, feels it is very important for me to specifically know about this guy's teachings on celibacy and how celibacy, especially for women, is incredibly important if you want to be saved by whatever bob in this country in africa he gives me pamphlets on the importance of celibacy how is this how is this dissuading ants from coming in your house how's this killing and i'm like insects okay okay i mean this dude's in my house i know i know (laughs) because he's 
you let him in because he's yeah you're paying you're actually paying this guy yeah so uh mm. so i send an email like after i finally get him out i send an email to orkin and i'm like look you guys like this dude you sent to do the ants he did fine on the ants and then he was here for an hour telling me about the second coming of christ and lecturing me about celibacy I did not bring any of this up. Like he, I'm like, here are pictures of the pamphlets that he gave me. And they're like, okay, like we're really sorry. We'll take care of it. And so later I call and I'm like scheduling the monthly thing or, you know, I'm, I'm talking to them and they're and whoever I'm talking to on the phone says, you know, there's a note not to let so-and-so come to your house. Like, why is that there? And I'm like, cause last time he came to my house, he lectured me about celibacy for half an hour. And they're like, oh, Okay. <laughs> Maybe add that to the note. The lady was, I think, like real pissed. Like, oh, uh, like why is this, you know, Karen yeah. like telling, saying this guy can't come out to her house and, and was going to like have this whole confrontation with me. I mean, she clearly knew the guy, right? Like it, it wasn't like some yeah. national person knew the guy. And I was like, yeah, well, he did this. And then she was very upset about it. <laughs> anyway, none of that has anything to do with Patty Heenish's story. Yet I was reminded. and Pee and don't pee. Ants and no ants. Ants and no ants. Tarot is like that, right? You get the tarot like ant baits, and you're supposed to not kill the ants when they're at the tarot because yeah. they carry it back to the nest. They and love they the tarot. It actually that attracts them. It does, yeah. And so you got to be real patient if you got a bunch of ants on your tarot trap to... T-E-R-R-O. R-R-O, yeah, yeah. yeah. To just let them eat it and take it back because then the whole colony Bring it back to their friends. That stuff works great. Yeah, those traps are pretty good. I used to have that... I mean, traps, they're whatever baits. they are, baits. Yeah. I had indoor ones, outdoor ones. I put the outdoor ones indoor because there was more of it. <laughs> yeah. That stuff worked really well. You, you usually have a very um, solid defense in depth against insects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, how many bugs are in our house? Very few. That's right. Very few. Uh, no, I think it's great. I don't, I don't have any problem with it. No, and like once Orkin took care of the, the nest that had somehow gotten in the house, like I found a couple outside and killed them. I go through a lot of ortho home defense, but Orkin got canceled real fast. Not just because of the celibacy guy, but in part. Yeah. And it turns out that you don't actually need a monthly. Yeah. Whatever they do, because it's doesn't help. And if it. there's infestation, they tell you to wait till Monday. Anyway, so when, yeah. When yeah. I mean, if I had like roaches crawling over from some Ugh. creepy neighbor or something, then I'd well, have them doing it, but whatever it was ants. We're not anti-insect. We're just anti-insect in the house. Yeah. They, they can run around in the yard until a lizard eats them and then <laughs> and then you have some good you know, they can do whatever they yeah or a little bird so anyway i've distracted you from the german word of the oh, week oh yeah, yeah yeah there were two yeah somebody somebody said they were they saw this photograph of a uh german cemetery and where people tended their their relatives graves and so everyone brought their own uh, watering can yeah and then of course so they didn't get l- stolen they all locked them with bicycle locks to this like bike rack oh so there's like 20 you know watering cans locked up with individual master locks and locks in this german cemetery and the person was just like so it's, it's kind of seems very german to do all i was gonna this. say that sounds so german and, and that, terrible you know, but they have water at the cemetery they always have water at the cemetery i know but it's like you could have just a few communal watering cans it seems like but communal i mean how many people are watering their I mean, flowers there are like the 25 of these cans <laughs> but it's lot. not like all 25 of them are there at the same time 
Or maybe it is. Maybe it's like at 1 p.m. on Sundays, we watch at the graves. They're not socialists. They don't share the same watering can. <laughs> I guess if the, yes, that's true, though. If the cemetery made these watering cans available, yes. But yeah. a German isn't going to share his watering can with someone else. No, no. I'm just thinking the cemetery could like get a couple cheap watering cans. They're probably just like, look, we already have water there. Use our faucet. Anyway, what's your word for this? So somebody suggested Friedhofskiskannstender would be the name for the cemetery watering can stand. <laughs> Say it again. Friedhofskiskannstender, which is pretty good. Break it down into the parts. Friedhof yeah. is cemetery. Friedhof. Friedhofskiskannen is watering Giescannen, can. Giescannen. Yeah. And Stender is like Fahrradständer is yeah. a stand, yeah. Or, or, yeah, rack, rack. Friedhofsky's <laughs> Kanstenda is a That's rack a good one. for watering cans in the cemetery. It's yeah. good that we have uh, a bunch of native German speakers who listen to the podcast and update the wiki with the German word of the week, because that'd be a tough one for a non-native speaker to be able to put that all together. Yes. That's a big word. Yes, but it's also one that I probably won't use again, Yeah. in, in fairness. I keep looking at these words going, did we use that in week 72? What's on the wiki? We... I know, I know. Yeah. I, I have to do that research. I don't have them in my head anymore. Yeah. So that's that'll be the word. Friedhofsky's mm-hmm. Gunstenda. Okay, good. Batzilinschleuder. Uh, I made Batzilinschleuder masks. So they've got like in Europe, like the the equivalent of the American like circle with a slashy line through it. Like the no is just a red circle in a lot of Europe, including Germany. So it's yeah. got the red circle, and then in like a kind of German oldie font. Yeah. Kind of gothic font. Gothic. It says, Goth. Goth. With like a little <laughs> circle behind it. So on the red bubble, there's Batzilinschleuder. You can get it on anything. You can get a sticker, but you can get a mask that has like no Batzilinschleuder on the front. mask fashion is going to take off. This I, is going to take off. I got to say, like, I, I figured this would be a thing. Like, as I, you know, I was making masks, you know, it's very early on, like, you know, sewing them out of whatever stuff I had in the giveaway bin that I could cut up. Yeah. Like... Oh, people are going to make money by making ones that look cool because we're going to be doing this for totally a while. Totally are. And it's like fashion houses are making it. I've bought a lot of masks this last week. But like everyone, right? Nike and Kate yeah. Spade and Reebok and Givenchy's Versace, whatever is fancy. They're <laughs> <laughs> making fancy masks. <laughs> but we, I mean, I got a bunch of actually really good ones from Old Navy. Yeah. Uh, they're very comfy. Like the problem I have with a lot of the lighter weight ones, I think I've said, is that like I breathe big, especially when I'm talking. I take really big breaths. You have a lung capacity like some kind of high endurance athlete. Yes. I mean, they, that's fine. But the problem with the lightweight mask is that when I do that, they suck onto my face. <laughs> they suction onto like my nostrils and my mouth. It's real. I mean, you've seen it happen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I need some that are just like a little stiffer or that fit a little differently. So even if I take a big breath, they're not going to do that. And uh, the old Navy ones are like the triple folded mm-hmm. ones. Um, so they expand out really good. They fit nice, but they, uh, I can take big, deep breaths and they don't stick onto my face. Good. And actually the branded ones for like, like we've got some Capitals ones. I ordered some Cubs ones too when baseball started. They're not here yet. Um, but those branded ones, those are actually pretty nice too. I like them. Yeah. I think you should try them on before you wear them you can't all do the that. time. No, no. I just mean oh. in, in, like, you know, before you overinvest in a type we had, oh, yeah. when we were at a restaurant the other day, the waitress had a mask with a mouth on it and it was <laughs> yeah. very distracting because it was kind of where her mouth should have been but but not exactly and let's be clear we were not in a restaurant we were outside fair enough 
Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. We're outside. But someone but yes. she had the mask face the mask on with the mouth. Like a happy mouth. Happy mouth. You'd think it would be okay, but in conjunction with her face it looked strange. Yeah. It Especially because she's talking and the mouth isn't moving. That's also yes, that was also a thing. Yeah. So so model it, you know, carefully before you <laughs> overinvest in getting like fifteen of the same kind of mask. Yeah, the good thing is that like you've gotta have backup masks everywhere. Like all my running packs each have a mask. The car has backup masks. Like there's because you don't want to be somewhere and then be like, oh, I yeah. forgot to put one in my pocket, right? Like a lot of my dresses just have masks that stay in the pockets of each dress. That's true. But so. that's your theory too. Like now I need reading glasses and you're like, we're getting like 20 reading glasses. I bought like 20 pairs of reading everywhere. glasses. I don't want you like putting them on a chain around your neck and wearing the one pair because it has to be the one pair. Because here's what was happening. Chuck them everywhere. You were searching, like, where the hell are my glasses? Where are my glasses? Like yeah. some kind of old man, which I'm not going to allow you to become. <laughs> and so I'm like, we're just getting 20 pairs of reading glasses. That's yeah, very convenient. It's, we're like that with scissors, too. Yeah. We have like 50 pairs of scissors in the house. We not, still sometimes... That was un- old man unrelated actually yes that has nothing to do with it we just like often need to cut knots out of dogs and stuff and it sucks to like go look for one of the two pairs of scissors so we just have a ton we probably have 10 pairs of scissors every drawer has a couple pairs of scissors that's great yeah and also reading glasses because we do we open a lot of packages we do and dogs yeah and it has made life better and and same with the reading glasses i freely admit it's nice to have them kind of in every drawer on every nightstand and they're super cheap i mean that 20 pack was they weren't even a dollar a piece i don't think i know uh, yeah, makes it easier. So, yeah. Indeed. Uh, so, yes, masks should be like that where you're never... Three or four in every car, in every glove compartment. Just back seat, front seat, yeah, yeah. every place. Um, but, yeah, the Old Navy ones I like. Um, yeah, and I've ordered a bunch from Etsy. Boathouse Sports made... Supply. Those were, were really good. Were early adopters. They, they, they usually make, you know, sports apparel, and they switch to... To masks early. They're from Philadelphia. And there's a, those are real good. Elastic. Those are real comfy. They, they hold up to washing really well. Mm-hmm. Those are the only ones we use. Like, you just sort of ordered those. And, like, I'm like, all I want to do is wear that red. Yeah. And you got, like, a five-pack of those red a, ones. That was before we knew we'd have to wear masks for for a year. Yeah. I mean, we thought it might actually be a fad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we've we've got a ton. But, anyway, I recommend the old Navy ones I bought. And they're also really cheap. Like, I bought a 10-pack, those gray and blue ones that I got for you. That was yeah. a 10-pack. And then I got, like, a pastel 10-pack. And it was, like, 14 bucks or something. Wow, that's great. Yeah, I mean, there's some that, like, I bought one today that's supposed to be, like, a whole, like, running, lightweight, moisture risk, wicking, easy to breathe in from Etsy, you know, some woman who's making them. And it was $15 just for it, which there's a lot like that but then to also have like if it works it's worth it yeah yeah, like here's just a bunch of different colors and they're you know it's 14 bucks for the 10 pack or whatever 20 bucks for the 10 pack yeah just walking around going to CVS it's easy to you shouldn't have more than a dollar 50 a mask yeah like you're going through the drive through like you just need a mask at hand yeah (laughs) right right I when I got so I got my hair cut when we were in DC yep uh and I, I got it colored and I it got looks it nice colored. thank you uh, <laughs> the salon I go to is just like uh, the guy who does my hair and his wife so it's it's like a, a how, basically I think it was an old apartment in Georgetown it's like two floors there's two chairs in there you know so it was like just me and the guy cutting my hair uh, and of course you know we both had masks on the whole time but they gave me a disposable mask so they wouldn't get hair color on my regular that's mask good and idea. stain it yeah. and I was like oh that's so clever that's thoughtful yeah. yeah so yeah. anyway there you go 
Yeah, there uh, we are. We thought we weren't going to talk about the coronavirus, but we're not really. This is tangential. We had, yeah, we're not going to rant about it, hopefully. And uh, we had, a, I had a no COVID rule on the podcast for like the first couple months because it thought was it like, was temporary. <laughs> well, I, I don't, I didn't think it was that temporary, <sighs> but it was sort of like all-consuming anxiety everything is about this and on one hand it's also still kind of like that on the other hand like uh you shouldn't be panicked at the sound of it anymore because it's been here for a long time and it should be gone but it's not uh so you know now it's just yeah and it intertwines with so many things we do yeah so we'll keep our rants about politics and covid off the podcast but uh you gotta wear a mask if you don't wear a mask you can just go ahead and unfollow the golden ratio because we don't need Schleudern like you following us right i wear underpants i'm gonna wear a mask that's that's great and you know what even if you're a person who does not wear underpants you still need to wear a mask if i were donald ducking it then i would still wear a mask but yeah. still <laughs> that'd be a different problem you know, in, unless you can't wear a mask, like for real, legit, your doctor says, right? Sure. Of course, you are accepted. Not if you make it up. You can't make it up. Correct. I don't want you around if you're one of those people. Oh, yes. Anyway, I'm starting to get angry again, so I think that means it's time to end the podcast. You should listen to the five minute relaxation by Jen. <laughs> That'll make you more anxious. Take a deep breath in <sighs> and let it out. It's helping me. You you think it's funny, but it's helping me. <laughs> yeah. Last night I read a very anxiety, super anxiety-inducing article about the election right before I was trying to go to bed. I usually try to avoid it, and it just kind of popped in. And I was like, I have to go to sleep. And I'm laying there just going, you can't solve this problem. This is This is not your problem to solve. You can't solve this problem tonight. Take a breath in and let it out. You cannot solve this problem. Like, you just need to go back to sleep. Did it help? Uh, I mean, I did fall asleep eventually. So I was I'm, I was being as helpful as usual by sleeping next to you. I mean, it's very <sighs> peaceful. No, you don't snore. Uh, I maybe played some two dots and then went to sleep. You could play like racquetball, and I wouldn't sleep. I wouldn't wake up. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Okay, well, everyone, until next week, uh, wear a mask and don't bite anyone. That prevents the biting in the first place. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>